Thanks again for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Behind the Party Podcast on Instagram. We want to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or email behindthepartypodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait. See you next time. All right. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the second episode of Let's Get Social. We're so excited to talk to you pros. As always, I've got Aileen and Amanda here with me. Hello. All right, pros, have you ever taken a look at your insights and noticed that the content that you think will get the most engagement doesn't or the other way around? Today, we will touch on how to listen to your audience and give authentic but polished content that they want to see. Okay, so first of all, as we were talking about this today, we were all mentioning how discussing social media was giving us all imposter syndrome yes so much each of us manages an instagram amanda does all the tiktok stuff she's a pro at it (laughs) but really though the the tiktoks that we've posted don't get as much like views as the ones you do so if you ever get a chance check out check out that yeah yeah anyways <laughs> but it's super interesting because all of us manage one Instagram, but yeah. they're all very different. So Aileen is in charge of the podcast. Yes. I run Hawthorne Hills and Amanda runs Honeydews mm-hmm. Instagram. Which is really fun, by the way. Yeah. I get to like channel like beachy like dude vibes, even though it's like an event wedding thing. It's way more laid back. I That's so awesome. So, um, you know, and as we were talking about this, so we do a lot of research. We look at insights and the algorithm a lot, but you can still learn so much more. And we were talking about how when you look at our audience, you we don't have thousands and thousands of followers, but it's hard to not compare ourselves to those Instagram influencers and stuff like that, but we have a different type of audience and we're way more niche. Yeah. I mean, compared to like a regular influencer, for example, like Kim Kardashian, like she's obviously catering to anyone and everyone in skincare and clothing and this and that. We don't do that, obviously. In our industry, stationary profiles, I love following stationary profiles. They're satisfying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they can ship anywhere. They are not location-based. Mm-hmm. The profiles that we run, with the exception of the podcast profile, which is brand new. Yes. Yeah, welcome to Insta. Um, we're very location-based. So our audience is mm-hmm. just going to be a smaller bubble than the rest of the world. Right. Um, but we decided it was a priority for us to keep that organic and not – tap into all these like ads and buying back followers which don't do that guys. please don't do that don't <laughs> don't throw a grenade in your own business yes um, and and stay in our area because we could very easily reach people in like third world countries and get a big boost in our following but that's not going to overall help our business stay and reach the people we want to reach it's exactly. definitely going to skew those insights and mm-hmm. 
all that and the way the all quote unquote algorithm is going to be in the next two days. But but I like that you pointed that out, Jenna, because as a small business owner, I think it's very easy to feel overwhelmed with the underwhelming amount of followers you have compared to another business next to you. Right. What I have learned is that social media has nothing to do with your number of followers, except for on TikTok where you don't get to be featured if you have a certain number of followers. (laughs) Um, But aside from that, like your performance, you could have a thousand followers and be outperforming, like monetizing your business than someone with 10,000 followers very easily. Right. And it just comes down to what you're talking about, being authentic and reaching these people. Exactly. Um, so that was our first topic that we just wanted to touch on is don't compare yourself to others whenever you're looking at Instagram. It's so easy to do that. And it's so easy to get imposter syndrome whenever you're doing social media scheduling and stuff like that. Um, so Be our little in tips. <laughs> yes. So the first step of all of this is getting to know your audience. Amanda, what are some pointers for pros finding their audience? So I feel like this is kind of two-sided personally. I think there is a much bigger conversation we could have that we'll save for a different day about um, what I refer to as your dream buyer. Um, which is, on a side note, a conversation Jenna and I have been meaning to have for like six <laughs> months now. And we have it, but we'll get, we're going to get to it yes. today. It's going to be amazing. Um, but essentially, it's knowing your top 4% of your clients that bring in that revenue that really helps your business thrive and grow. And making sure that you're catering to them and you're reaching out to that same personality. So that's a completely different big deep dive into things but specifically for social media since that's what we're focusing on today um so there's really when it comes to social platforms specifically i think there are four things you need to be aware of and dive into when it comes to knowing your audience the first one is you need to analyze what performs well and i know it really sucks to have another thing on your to-do list especially for small businesses Everyone's running around doing multiple jobs. There's never enough time in the day. But you're spending so much time to posting on social media. Why aren't you going back and looking at what's doing good? Because at the end of the day, it's going to save you so much time and help you really funnel in on the right topics and the right things. So go back. It makes, I mean, Instagram makes it really easy. You can pop it open in your phone. Um, Jenna can tell you the steps better than I can. And you can just click insights and it'll show you everything. And you might be shocked at what people love more. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be a certain type of content. So maybe they like videos more than they like pictures. Or it might be, oh my gosh, well, they really like photos of our team. Even though we're a venue. Like, that's weird. Um, If you're a DJ, you might notice that people relate to when you rarely post something you're doing on your day off more than they do your actual job. So things like that that... They're going to surprise you at the end of the day. I never cease to be amazed and kind of embarrassed because usually it's the ones that are like, I have no makeup on, my hair's in a, like, ponytail, <laughs> like, I can't believe you put this on TikTok. <laughs> it's fine. It works out. Um, so, yeah, go back, analyze what does well. If you don't know how to track those metrics, just shoot us a message and we'll let you know what we found works well for us um, without making it overwhelming. Um, number two is no 
your brand. This is knowing your identity, know the problem that you solve. Those, you know, a lot of people refer to it as having your pillars for content. Those are super important. And um, the third one, and this one I actually got from Rachel Peterson, is keep posting. Just try, try, try. If you post something and you think it bombs, leave it sit there because Instagram and TikTok are not chronological, which means that just because you post on Monday, January 1st, doesn't mean that if it didn't perform well by January 10th, that it's just going to be dead to the world. Um, when you're scrolling through those social channels, you see content at random dates and mm-hmm. times, sometimes months later. So something that you think did poorly might go viral a month later. So just leave it. Um, her recommendation is to post a hundred more times after that. And I know that sounds crazy, but honestly, that's really helped me just having that number of like, okay, do a hundred more posts. And if it still bombs, then you can decide if you want to delete it, change it, whatever you've got going on. But by that time, you've probably moved on to other things anyways, and having some content is really better than mm-hmm. having none. Right. Um, and then the last one is listen to your audience. And I think we're going to dive into more of that. So I'll just kind of leave that as it is for now. Yes. I love that. Very great advice. Um, so you said to know your brand. Um, can you tell us more about what a brand identity is? Yeah. So um, I mentioned the content pillars. Um, you need to know, like, you, your brand should have a personality, and that includes colors, the type of font you use, the type of words. Um, when you come to your services, you need to have a really good pulse on the problem you're solving. Um, and spoiler alert, if you're a DJ, your problem solving is not that you provide music. That's the service you provide, and those are two vastly different things. Um, you need to really hone in on what makes you special and unique and amazing because that's why couples hire you. They don't hire you because they think you can hit play and you have an awesome music library. They hire you because your setup looks professional. Mm-hmm. You treat them with respect. You get out on the dance floor. Whatever it is, there's something else that makes your your couples or your clients connect with you and choose you over someone else. Right. So I think that that's awesome. Um, also, pro tip, you can hire someone to do this for you. Like, this is what they do, and they'll dive into it. And I kind of think that's nice if you're overwhelmed when you don't have time to do it. But, too, sometimes, like, I'm the worst at looking at myself, whether it's a business or a personality, and being like, this is what makes me cool. Yeah. I, I'm way too analytical. I don't think there's anything cool about me at all. <laughs> so I'm like, but there's so many things. There is. <laughs> Right. I love that. That's very well explained. And I think that you can't do anything without the core pillars. Or you can. You can post without those core pillars. But it makes it so hard to understand what to post and even get started in it. It's a 
you're lost at sea. Yeah. Right. I don't know which direction to swim. Like, exactly. Um, Aileen. Yes. So I think that the second step is how do you listen to your audience? That is a good question. I mean, there's so many different ways of listening to your audience. And there's, I mean, tons of different ways to go about that. I think for me, what comes up at the top of my, like, mind, I think of, like, stories. Like, as a person that loves to do um, social media and be involved in it as a person that is on Instagram, um, I love, like, interactive stories. Like, this or that or asking questions. Like, putting in my two cents, putting in my opinions. Because even if you just get one opinion – that could be the one that really helps you get those gears turning. So you're saying it could be as easy as put a poll up yeah. and let people and say, answers. what do you want to see? What do you want to essentially... I mean, I feel like that's kind of the beginnings of it. What do you yeah. want to see? Do you want to see more dogs? Do you want to see more people? Do you want to see more trees? I love that. So it kind of gives people an option to like tell you, here, this is what I want to see. I love that. I feel like that's kind of the easiest thing that you can do. Well, and you can make it look prettier. Like, yeah, absolutely. What's your ideal date night look like? And then you're like, all right, these people like to go to breweries for pizza or nope. These people love wineries and wine. Mm-hmm. So um, you can definitely create and have a lot of content based on, like, what they're wanting to see. I mean, you gave a great example as we were talking about this, Amanda, earlier of, like, okay, well – what something percent are all dog lovers and then obviously if you post a picture of like a dog at a wedding that's gonna probably jump up because people are like oh my gosh a dog at a wedding that's so sweet you know stuff like that I mean I think that that's a great example yeah well it's kind of like there is this realtor group that um I think they're on the west coast but it's an office full of men and they're everywhere from, like, 30s to, like, upper, like, getting ready for a mm-hmm. And they have been on TikTok doing all the dances, <laughs> making a fool of themselves. And it is hilarious. But that's them. Like, that's their work environment. They're like, look, we're not just guys in, like, a suit and tie. Here we go. But they'll, they'll straight up say, like, bet you won't see Selling Sunset doing this. <laughs> and then they'll go and do it. But they're connecting with all the people who are like, I need a real turn to be fun to this. I'm going to feel better. Like, yeah. And none of their posts have to do with actually being a real turn. That's the interesting yeah. part as far as, like, listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting those little nuggets of, like, okay, what are these kind of people – into are they into wine are they into dogs are they into cats are they into nature are they into outdoors or indoors or you know just little things like that that we can easily cater to that a lot of the followers will probably end up realizing like oh they're like me they like this or I see that I can see myself doing that or in that I mean talk about being authentic I love that I hear a lot of like about how it's actually a lot easier to go viral than you might think. Mm-hmm. But you need to decide, if, like, especially for businesses, do you want to go viral? Because a lot of those are because it's a controversial topic. Or do you want to just, like, thrive and, like, connect with the people you want and show them your business? Because most of the time going
business. Right. Um, unless it's for like an awesome product, but even that, they typically don't go viral unless there's something kind of hot topic going around on that. And you mm-hmm. get, you're not going to just get the good side when that happens. You're going to get both. Yeah. So um, a lot of marketers, like their whole goal is to not go viral and instead to be authentic and, and connect with their audience after they listen to them. And I think that that's important. That's very important. You can't do both, but I think it's almost this mindset of, like, you need to choose. Like, I'm going to listen to my audience and bring them, like, what we connect on Mm -hmm. instead of going viral to get tens of thousands of followers. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think that's kind of my two cents on, like, how to listen. I mean, it could easily be just a pull on your story. Yeah, and I also think that going back to algorithms, I do think that looking inside your algorithms, what gets the most engagement, um, what gets the most shares, I think that that's really how you find what people are most interested in. Oh, yeah, the analytics. Yes. And it's back to those, like the insights, the analytics, all Mm -hmm. of that can really give you some actual data on what does well. And I like comments right. and shares because I think that saves and shares are way more important oh, yeah. than comments or likes. Yes. That means that somebody likes it so much that they're showing it to someone else or saving it to look at later, which might entail showing somebody else once, you know. I mean, you never know. So, I don't know. I think that that's interesting. So, after you're listening to your audience, how do you determine where to post and what messages your audience wants to hear? Okay. So, okay, yeah. where to post, um, I feel like this is difficult, and especially for established businesses who started on Facebook and there was not Instagram or TikTok, they're probably very rooted in Facebook for that reason. Right. And that's okay. Um, but based on reports from big media companies, Facebook has been on a super rapid decline in the last four years, and it's not slowing down. And it might be a great way to stay in touch with your family, connect on, like, forums and, like, groups, but not really so great for businesses. Meanwhile, Instagram is still updating and trying their best to stay relevant, but TikTok, and I know people are tired of talking about TikTok, um, but TikTok has been outperforming YouTube consistently. Wow. Like, for you business owners that aren't nerding out and stuff like this, like me, like, YouTube is owned by Google, and TikTok is outperforming them for people watching. So, here's the thing. Years ago, me and Aileen sat through courses at Wedding MBA in Vegas, which, like, Venue Pros is awesome. It's a great way to get a lot of different topics, network, and learn if you haven't been, and especially if you're in your first five years of your business, I highly recommend going. Um, and they, they didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> I wish they would. Yeah. Right? Art <laughs> um, from experience. Who knows, maybe we'll do great and we'll be on there one day and be the actual speakers. <laughs> cough, cough, goals. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but they, they had a lot of courses about TikTok specifically. It was this new hot topic. And I think every person in the audience, like, deep side, groaned, rolled <laughs> their eyes, and just had this, like, general sense of, like, okay, cool, another place that I have to post content. Like, awesome. I don't have time for that. Like, who does? And uh, TikTok's video-based. So, wait, what? I have to show my, my face? And, like, at that point, TikTok was 
basically only people doing dances. And mm-hmm. Most of us don't know how to do that. Aileen does. She rocks it. Okay. Um, but whether And they get upset. And they get upset if you have a TikTok logo on it and stuff like that. Instagram does not use your TikTok logo on it. They will bump it down. Not good. So all that, all that to be said, and I know I mentioned this in a prior episode, but my biggest suggestion is pick two that are your best place to connect with your clients, and not your favorite of like your personal favorites, like where you actually connect with your clients. Stick with those and repurpose your content. And mm-hmm. I've been on this forever, but I'm not going to yet. I'm all going to Yes. Um, but you just need to make one thing that you can use everywhere. And it won't cost you three times the amount of work to put it out there. But you do need to prioritize it. So, like, for us, Instagram is huge. Um, TikTok has not been a big way for us to reach new clients. But it has been an amazing tool for us to connect with our current and past clients. And for some businesses, that may not be a priority. But for us, like, that's our heart and soul. That is our personality, and that's where we get to shine it. So we kind of get, like, a night and day, and that's why we do both. Because on Instagram, it looks not only authentic, but super polished. But on TikTok, you get, like, the unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not kidding. Like, we, we try not to use professional videos on TikTok versus Instagram. Like, we love seeing mm-hmm. Um, And partly because we're not professional video. I mean, Jenna is, but. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's a TikTok of me trying to work TikTok, and I failed. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, um, but I have noticed a huge increase in couples that have already followed us on Instagram or sent in an inquiry, and now they're following us on TikTok. And That's so awesome. I'm recognizing names and faces. I'm like, okay, so they like us and they want to get to know us more. And yes. I think that's extremely important. And I think with the coming years, like that's going to be expected of businesses. Even if you're not on TikTok, wherever you're showing up, they want to see who you are. Yes. Yeah, what your values are, and they want to see it in action. They can they can see your website that you value community service. Cool. But if they don't see you going to any community events on your social media, why would they believe that? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, I think it's really interesting that you're – I just remember at Wedding MBA of like, oh, we're very – like we're – okay, there's another place to post on. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, right now we're experiencing that. Facebook's at a decline. But don't forget Twitter – no one's on Twitter, really. LinkedIn. Link- now. Yeah, so like those areas are um, starting to decline. So no, you don't need to necessarily put all your priority and all your effort in every single one. It's going back to like pick a couple where you know that you're going to be able to get more foot traffic and content out of 
your audience or sorry audience out of your content <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> well and I think that the awesome thing is is that Instagram and Facebook are now owned by the same people so it's pretty much like having a freebie where you don't have to actually create content specifically for Facebook but you can just say share to Facebook that's so, what I do with the podcast I mean yeah <laughs> well, like you the scheduling that you use and I think you'll share it more and it does yeah how do you stay up to date on your audience ooh, ooh, ooh. can I say something yes <laughs> okay I think this is a double-edged question and hear me out because I like duh we're in the wedding industry so our clients and potential clients want to know that we're not stuck back in like the 80s trend for weddings they want to know, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that we know what's going on, that they can come to us for ideas or info when they're feeling overwhelmed, and they want to see that we're, like, the next thing, especially as, like, so many more businesses are opening, and, like, this area of North Texas is getting flooded with new businesses. Mm-hmm. They're looking for any reason to see, like, okay, well, do you even know what's popular right now? So being, like, on trend and stay up to date that way is one thing. But another thing, and this is why I wanted to jump in, is that the algorithms are always changing. Mm. And they win yes. Um, But the one thing that I think I have learned this past year is that repurposing your content okay, on think. the same platform, guys, not even a new platform, it's underutilized and way underrated. So, um, Rachel Peterson, I mentioned her earlier in this episode, go follow her on TikTok. Um, she has a new book out, which is really cool. She is a great example where you can scroll through because this is what she does and she does it very well and it makes a lot more sense. Um, if you have posted something and it performed really well on your feed, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you can literally post the same thing like download it and just do it but that's not really what i mean i mean for example one of our top performing videos is actually tips for wedding parties yes which is kind of random Mm -hmm. and weird um but for that one i would then use it as text over a video either during the event or getting ready whatever you want to do you could do it as a slideshow of photos where each tip is a different photo that correlates with it you could also do it as you just talking to the camera as if you're talking to a couple, explaining to them some tips. You could do a pointing video, like where you're pointing to all the tips as they pop on the screen. But so like you literally did one thing and you just did it five different ways. And so you can post it on the same platform and no one would really notice well because they look different on your Yeah. You can keep it fresh, and guess what? You can even use, like, trending sounds or new graphics. I love that. So you can, like, put it all together. It's just staying updated with all the trending twists and audience is what will get you that authentic, organic reach, I think. Yes. I 100% agree. (laughs) Remember to listen to your audience, know where to find current info and post just get out there and post guys yeah like that's really what it comes down to you want you 
you want stuff on your social channels. If you're there, post stuff. And if you're not posting, you're not going to know, like, what's doing well. Yeah. And what's not. And just a reminder, don't compare yourself to others. Your business is different than anybody else's, and you should allow your business to have that respect. Yes, exactly. And that's all about being authentic. Right? Yeah. And that's on authenticity. And quality over quantity. We kept talking about that whenever we were just talking behind the scenes about this episode. And we didn't even mention that. You want the people that, yeah, care about you, not just a bunch of followers who don't care about what you do or who you are. And up next, we're going to be talking about new on social. Ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah. So anyway, let us know where you get your info pros, because if it's different, we would love to know. Reach out to us. Mm-hmm. We just found out that on Anchor, you can leave voice messages. So yes, head over. If you are a pro, head over to Behind the Party on Anchor. We can drop the link. Um, if you're listening to this like the day it drops, you'll see it on our Insta. But when you get there, just click message, leave us a recording, whether it's a tip that we can then play for other listeners on here. Um, make sure you like tell us who you are and your business name so they get to hear that too. Or if you have a question, anything like that, we love to hear from you. You can always DM us too on social. That's totally fine. Um, but if you want to send in your voice, we'll have you spotlighted on here. Yes, we would love that. And we're always here to learn. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, don't forget us on Instagram at BehindTheParty.podcast and of course on TikTok since we've been talking about it at Behind the Party. Awesome. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.